0: Welcome to another podcast from the Rotary and Community Service Radio Show, which is now in its 12th year. Our show is heard every Friday between 6 and 8pm on community radio station 94.1 FM, 3WBC, and is also streamed live on the World Wide Web at www.3wbc.org.au. Here is a recorded interview, first played on the 31st of May, 2019, with Martin and Diane Torrens, who lead a program in Rotary called Rotarian Action Group of Multiple Sclerosis Awareness in District 9800. This is 94.1 FM 3WBC, the voice of the Inner East, and you're listening to the Rotary and Community Service radio show with Ian Salick, right through until 8 o'clock tonight. It's a great honour to have with me uh, two marvellous Rotarians, uh, a man and his wife who walk the talk. Their name is Torrens. I have uh, with me this evening Martin Torrens and his lovely wife Diana. And Martin is the program representative for a very dedicated and busy group within Rotary District 9800. It is the Rotarians Action Group of Multiple Sclerosis Awareness. It's a bit of a mouthful, but it means a lot. Martin's family, sadly, has been personally involved with multiple sclerosis. Nevertheless, Martin and Diana Torrens are here to talk to us this evening, and I welcome you both to the program. Thanks, Ian. Thank you, Ian. Great to have you here, uh, because your cause is something that I admire greatly. Now, Martin, before we talk about your very dedicated and wonderful Rotary work and that uh, uh, Rotary work of yours, Diana, in relation to MS. I'd just like to spend a moment to find out about you both. How long have you both been in Rotary?
1: Thank you. Uh, We've been in it for, or I personally have been in it for 30 years
0: Uh, and basically we're in the Rotary Club of Gisborne. It's a marvellous length of time in Rotary. I feel like a babe in the woods, Martin. I've only been in Rotary for half that time, exactly 15 years. So you're in the Rotary Club of Gisborne. How many members does that club have? We have 28 members uh, active. And when did you first hear about Rotary? What prompted you to get involved with Rotary? Well,
1: Probably there were two things. Firstly, one of our neighbours was a, a Rotarian and he invited us to many of their functions and we loved what was happening there, and that sort of warmed us up to it. Then secondly, uh, our daughter was the first exchange student with uh, the Rotary Club of Woodend and went to Sweden, which was absolutely a wonderful experience for her. And that really made us join the
0: club uh, and continue the work that the youth programs do. And that's a very good part of Rotary. I have never heard a parent of an exchange student, or parents, Diana, of exchange students, uh, or the exchange students themselves come back uh, without giving the greatest praise to the whole Rotary exchange program. I suppose the most important thing is we retain most of those students that that go overseas and we want them to come back into Rotary. So that was your motivation. I was going to ask you uh, both. whether you did any volunteer work at school? Because when I do speak to a number of Rotarians, they say, oh, we started with the Boy Scouts or we we chopped firewood or we did something like that. Was there anything like that even before you had the motivation of your daughter that made you think about giving something back in terms of uh, community service? Well, one of
1: my friends was actually a Rotarian before myself. And we used to go along to his uh, club and uh, that also helped motivate us with the good work they were doing at the Rotary Club of um, Werribee.
0: So that's the inspiration. It it often is before you get personally involved that you've had an earlier experience with Rotary and that's what happened there. Uh, And both of those clubs obviously, Gisborne, your own club, and the Rotary Club of Werribee are in Rotary District 9800 which is very much part of this radio station, uh, along with District 9810. Um, the Rotary Club of Gisborne, how would you describe your club? What's it like? Well, over the years,
1: uh, you know, there have been, as you could imagine, over 30 years we've had people come and go, but uh, always it's been a club with fellowship, we've done lots of community projects, and they actually support, you know, very supportive of our because. In the early days, my son didn't have MS when I first joined but then once uh, it was known that he had MS and, we, and my son was quite uh, a good speaker. We used to come along to, he used to come along to the club and speak and we had some fundraising events. So our club has been with us, supporting us, right from the early days when Jacob was first diagnosed and it just, sh- and I've seen, been inspired by the different projects that our district has done, and it made us start this particular
0: project. You do some wonderful work, and uh, uh, your son Jacob. When did he? When was he diagnosed with MS? How old was he? Well, he, actually, he was 21, and he, uh, so yeah, he was
1: 21. But he had the, the progressive MS, which. Uh, He had to live with, and we always say that he learned to live with MS and do the best he could with whatever life was.
0: As we've moved rather rapidly to talk about MS, I was going to talk a little about your Rotary Club of Gisborne, but I think this is well worthwhile moving straight to this. What is MS? What does it? What What are the symptoms of MS?
1: Well, symptom. It's a symptom. It's a. It's a invisible disease. One of the challenges with young people with MS is that it is invisible, and they look well, but in fact they are impeded by some issue, physically or um, mentally, and it's invisible. So people have MS, and we don't always know people have MS, and, and that's been one of the big problems with young people with MS: how to integrate. They go to work, and people don't understand that they're tired or. Yeah, as the weather changes, they, they can't do the things they could, should be doing. So people sometimes brand them as being lazy or whatever. So one of the most significant uh, things with disabilities like that is the per- acceptance by their work and
0: friends. I'm interested in this because I've met your son, Jacob, um, and he was along to a number of our uh, events and certainly came to one of our showcases and he always seemed very talkative and, and with it. Um, it's a difficult life for the sufferer of MS, but it must have been very difficult for you both in terms of looking after him.
1: We did the best we could to help Jacob through his illness, and Jacob actually belonged to Essendon North Rotary Club and was the president at Essendon North.
0: Was he really? Yes. Now, that's something I didn't know, so he was quite capable of doing that, And I and I know that... MS sufferers are capable of doing a lot of things. Uh, I have a relation at the moment who's just had a baby, and uh, she is an MS sufferer, which is under control currently. But um, the club you mentioned was very supportive of you and your cause of MS, your Rotary Club of Gisborne. What sort of events have they run to support you in fundraising?
1: Well, we had bike rides, you know, our members, our senior members, uh, I don't know whether I should name them, but basically uh, we've started uh, a cycle, Macedon Rangers Cycle Challenge, and we had ran that for seven years. And it started off as an MS fundraiser, but it became so popular uh, that uh, it actually became our major fundraiser for about five or seven years.
0: Now, the aim of your group, obviously, is, uh, is to create awareness. And I suppose having those sort of activities, those events creates awareness. But what do you do with the funds that you raise? Where does that get applied? How is it applied?
1: Well, in those early days, when we were just starting in our district, and our district's always been very supportive. But what used to happen is when we ran these events, people would ask us, how can we help? And it was not always tangible how we help because it's research. So what we ended up really doing is then Worked with the Rotary Health, and uh, it was found that that's how the uh, partnership program began in Rotary Health. Is that an Australian, Australian Rotary, Rotary yeah. Right. Yes. Because yeah. what happened really was that <coughs> there have been different primary focuses by Rotary Health, and uh, at the moment it's uh, it's uh, mental health, but in those days it was something else. So they started these partnership programs to so the MS. could could help and benefit. So we started a program where we fund a scholarship and where you'll find the first PhD scholarship in our district was for MS, for
0: brain repair. I understand. For multiple sclerosis itself, does the funding go to creating uh, some um, research into prevention? of MS, is is, is that some of the channelling of the... We fund a PhD
1: student. They work with Melbourne University in the laboratory. So when you do a PhD, you actually have work where you actually have to do work in the laboratory. So what we do is we form this partnership where we raise $10,000. Rotary Health gives us, uh, I think it's uh, nine, and uh, Melbourne Uni gives us the other, because it takes 30,000 per year to fund a PhD so over 3 years a person gets a PhD uh, in the field of MS and and usually we work with the Florey Institute professor Trevor Kilpatrick very well known and, and respected and, and so the, therefore he guides us he, he he helps us select the people with rotary health so this was a tangible way of just demonstrating where funds go people would always ask where is the money going and it, like it, with MS society itself, they've got two part, two arms. There's how do people manage their daily lives, and then there's to find a cure. Right. Um, so therefore, uh, research, to our, um Rotary don't really fund research as such, but by having a vocational, in other words, a scholarship, it fits within guidelines. So this is how we found is the best way a tangible way that can, people can
0: see where the money's going, and the research, the research or the scholarship provides that uh, that research. Are the outcomes published, and then go back towards helping sufferers of MS in terms of improving their lives? Is that what is that what is generated? The aim is really the last
1: 20 years of research work in multiple sclerosis has been. As I mentioned, there's two types of MS, remitting, relapsing, and a progressive.
0: What's that again? Just mention that again.
1: Remitting, relapsing MS. Remitting, In other words, relapsing, yeah, yes. What happens is the folks get MS, as I said, it's an invisible disease. So they, a, a particular person with MS has a, a, some sort of a problem where basically your body has got nerves running right, right through it. The nerve is like an electrical wire. There's this coating called myelin, which is like a rubber insulation. Uh, your own immune system destroys that insulation. And then what happens is the signals don't get to that particular part of the body that that particular nerve is uh, feeding. And this is why it's a, different, a, a, a disease where everybody's different, depending where the damage is done, whether it's your sight, your hearing, your speech, your toilet, habits, whatever, so therefore the work was done on remitting and relapsing where the medicines, two years ago when Jacob was diagnosed there weren't many medicines around, people didn't even really reckon, know what MS was and they still probably don't know exactly but what they are learning is that it, uh, it, there's two different types. So the remitting and relapsing, your own immune system helps overcome the, the, the damage done to the myelin. The medicines that were done for the first 20 years and, and help manage those symptoms and help your body overcome the damage. And, and that's why you might have an attack and the medicines help you overcome that. And you go back to normal maybe for some period of time.
0: Does it, does it regenerate the myelin? No, no, that, no that, they don't how
1: to do that. In a way, it helps repair that particular damage. Yes. At the moment, the the work is now... To the hardest you know the words pointing out what caused the dms we yes. still don't know what caused yes. it yes uh, and, and now they're looking at regenerative or repair processes right
0: okay so that is now starting to come that's as a process which which is very important because the first part was the,
1: the money went to what could be done at that time you know in other words things that were more people there are many many more people there's say two million people around the world that have MS, the biggest majority of those are people who are remitting and relapsing. Jacob has a special form, the Progressive Research uh, MS, which is a smaller number. So therefore the work was done on the bigger number. Yes. And that's done some amazing things now and has progressed. It's a very complex disease. And now it's got to the point where r- the real focus is on, the, f- the formed the, a Progressive MS Alliance internationally and that's working now, what is MS, what's causing it? And and I can get into later when you ask me the different things that they're looking at to overcome it, to find out what it is. And so that's where we now, we want to fund another PhD student. Our first person now is actually at Royal Melbourne and has gone to Alfred Hospital in a senior role. They're actually, you know, part of the MS investigators, if you might. And now we're looking at another one, specifically been allocated a task within the focus of the Alliance
0: to work on progressive MS. So it's become a specialist role now. Wonderful stuff. You're getting support from Gisborne. What, uh, within the district, District 9800, what's the overall support? Is it a level that you would like it to be or do you need it to be... I'm sure you're going to say yes, you need it to be increased. If so, how? What can people do? Well,
1: right now, I think, I don't know, we, we get into it now a little bit later, but uh, see, we started off just promoting MS awareness and, and Rotary itself, as it's changing, has built a new strategy in, within Rotary Interna- International. And part of that is for action and measuring outcomes. So one of the things that we've been doing internationally and at all these conventions we go to, we promote MS awareness and using District 9800 as a role model, they don't always feed back to us what they're doing. So now specifically, when we go to Hamburg, we've got a new strategy which, you know, people from South Bank Rotary have helped right. us. Right, and, and
0: just for our listeners, Hamburg listeners is where the next international convention is. That's correct. Uh, so. Uh, and you two are going there, I know we'll come back to that a little bit later because I'd like to ask what you'll be doing there, specifically doing there. Uh, but uh, I, I think this is this is good. What, what I'd like to do is take a little break and I'd like to come back and go a little bit deeper into uh, what you're doing to promote and a little bit further on the aims of what you're doing and you've covered some of those off, but I'd like to go a little bit deeper into that and I'd like you to tell me when I come back uh, with you what more can be done by the district that you and I are in, District 9800 and what more can be done from around the world to support the work that is being done. So we'll take a little break and come back very shortly. Welcome back, we're talking with both uh, Martin Torrens and Martin's wife Diana in relation to a wonderful program that they're so very strongly involved with and that is the Rotarian's Action Group of Multiple Sclerosis Awareness. We were talking in the earlier segment about the awareness and the wonderful work that's been done to create awareness of multiple sclerosis, and before we move on to talk about the current aims and the the new approach to what that group wants to do, I just want to ask you, Martin, How many people in the world are living with, and we don't say suffering from, we actually say living with multiple sclerosis? What is that figure today?
1: The recognised figure internationally is 2 million.
0: Uh, And that's a very, very large group. Now, I want to come back and talk a little bit more about the aims and the current aims that you have. Uh, You've certainly indicated to our listeners that awareness has been created and you've talked about the sort of projects that you do. What now is happening, what currently is happening to promote coordination and collaboration globally? Okay. Well,
1: Multiple Sclerosis Federation internationally are the focus or they have a website which their strategy is very similar to the Rotary strategy. In other words, together we are stronger than MS. So MSIF have 51 members internationally, including America, Canada, New Zealand, Europe. They are all working together, collaborating at the moment the main focus is to find a cure and to work on progressive ms repair in other words repair that's been the damage to myelin which has been sorry repair the damaged myelin so that functions can come back to a person so the focus the current focus is progressive
0: ms and The uh, Multiple Sclerosis International Federation is the coordinating body and the body that you're all supporting. How are you doing that? Tell us about your your visit that is coming up, for instance, to Hamburg to the international convention in Germany.
1: Well, our our relationship with MSIF has been over twenty years because. They have always helped us, for each convention we go to, they they get the local MS society to attend our booth so that the the people in that country, that MS society, become familiar that Rotary is also interested in MS. So, in other words, we're both on the same focus, helping people with MS.
0: And is it a matter of getting uh, funds together in a very large sense, to support research? Is this what the aim is to get some very key people involved in research? Well,
1: MSI have, have various projects and, and various amounts of money can be paid to support those projects. With us, because our particular aim right now is to actually action some in imp- Uh, research we're we're selecting the Jacqueline Dupre scholarship which is funded from MSIF to developing countries.
0: Now who was Jacqueline Dupre?
1: Okay Jacqueline Dupre, I'll let Diana talk a little bit on Jacqueline.
0: Jacqueline Dupre was a
1: famous, famous cellist and she's well-known all right around the world. Most musicians would know her name, and she actually died. And she, and she, was, she, living and she was living with MS. She had MS, yes. And,
0: and so that is, that is going to be the sort of uh, focal point of your, of your fundraising. And, and has that already started?
1: Internationally, not yet. No, we're, we're kicking that off when we go to Hamburg. That will be our main
0: focus. That will be a launch of the right. Jacqueline Dupre, what do you call it, Jacqueline Dupre Fund? Scholarship. scholarship scholarship fund the aim of that obviously is to appoint researchers a researcher or researchers uh, to be part of this program which MSIF will do right lot. so it's a, it's an interesting development so coming from this club level at gisborne uh, and your phenomenal uh, action and activity and your energy levels it's now developing into this international body that you want to work with to raise some very major funds. And you were telling me before, when we were off air, you were telling me that the Rotary District 9800 has been very supportive in bringing somebody to Australia, a French researcher to Australia. But this is going to be even bigger than that, isn't it, eventually? Well,
1: the start of something bigger, because um, you know, the bigger, the bigger the program, the more money that's required.
0: And the more likelihood that things can happen a lot faster that's it in terms ma- of uh, chasing this down as is happening with malaria for instance the more research that goes into it the quicker it will be uh, to discovering the repair a cure that you you're talking about is that right
1: that's that's it uh, by starting off with something that's tangible like a, a small project like the Dupre scholarship that would get clubs involved and understanding how rotary can help and then The idea is the more Rotarians clubs that get involved, the bigger the project can grow. And also, I suppose our dream would be that Rotarians would get to a point where they could facilitate a a major project where we can pick the best
0: researchers of the world, maybe, and have a think tank. And apply them to finding the ultimate cure. Within the collaboration
1: or within the focus of the world experts. Yes, know, which I is understand. Them, yeah.
0: uh, to date, has there been uh, some visible progress in, uh, in? I know you've done the awareness phase, but in terms of research, has there been some visible progress? Is anything being uh, currently worked on that is showing very positive signs of a cure? Are we along a continuum? Are we along that continuum? We haven't got the ultimate cure yet, I understand that from discussions with you, but are we looking at progress
1: well there is progress because the sort of major focus now is the further north and south of the crater you go the higher the incidence of ms uh, so it's it's relative to the position of the in the world where people are living it's it could be hereditary it could be the temperature or the what, what Vitamin D, D. But, yes. The sunlight, the, the, the air, you know, sunlight could be helping people to live, improve the EMS. So they're the sort of. There's a geograph. To put it simply, it's got to be geographic. Uh, or it could be hereditary. Diet comes into it. There are about four or five items that they're, they're breaking up to, and they've got centres of excellence set up around the world within these fifty one countries that are the members and each one of them has got a specific part of that jigsaw. That they're,
0: yeah, they're researching and they're looking into. And keeping
1: it's, to, it's, for instance, I was just, it just reminded me is that in Australia we have the Australian Longitudinal Study and actually our, our, our district action group of MS Awareness as a dist- endorsed program helps seed funding for that for the Rotary, with the University of Canberra which was seventy two thousand we put into that. That's now a government run operation, which is also including New Zealand. So what the idea of that this was started in Tasmania because they have a the highest incidence in Australia is Tasmania. And they also have a closed loop of data there so that they can study the effects of hereditary like people coming from Ireland, England, Europe as well originally the convicts from from, from uh, England and Ireland, and then it goes to the Europeans, like my generation, my parents came from Europe, so you know we're all, this is all helping build the data so one project that we were involved in the longitudinal study was one t- tangible thing that we could get involved in, and that was with the with the University of Canberra as seed funding so that's that 's an example of how our, we can fund seed funding as, as such but we haven't had the magnitude of involvement of clubs to do something
0: bigger Yes, it takes the government
1: or someone to take over
0: that's understandable but from what you're saying Martin obviously the scope of research is rather wide with all these components that could possibly be a cause uh, for uh, MS those that are living with MS could be a cause so there's a lot of Uh, laneways to go down and to work on. So that's why you need the major benefit of funds and that's much more understandable now. Uh, The longitudinal study is just one component of what may be causing it. I mean it's something that uh, you are making people aware of and I hope through this program people are more aware of the complexity of uh, the complexities of MS and what can possibly cause it and as you discuss all this, these components, it's very obvious, uh, certainly to me, and I hope to our listeners, that major funding is needed to support all these avenues of research, which I think is very, very important. What, what can our listeners do to support you? Uh, I know they can join the Rotary Club of Gisborne, that's a sort of a, a first stage, but they can join Rotary and be part of it, and that's a second stage. Uh, and they can do that by going into the internet. But what can our listeners do, both Rotarians and non-Rotarians, to help you? Is there any uh, funding channel that they can be supportive of right now? Well,
1: well basically, if they contact... Um, it, the, the thing we're working on now, as I said earlier, the PhD student, you know, we've got the Jacob Torrens Memorial Progressive MS uh, scholarship, PhD scholarship. We're actually advertising for that at the moment. And if they, in fact, know someone that wants to participate in that, or they can donate funds through us to the Australian Rotary Health. And in Australia, that's our Australian project. That's really what we're saying. In Australia, that's
0: Australia. Right. If, they, if That's the first stage. But what if they wanted to be supportive in an international that's sense? Internationally,
1: what we want, clubs. Well, firstly, is it... Uh, Rotary procedure, we have to let district governors in that particular country or or, or district know that we want help for MS. Then the Rotary, sometimes it should be bottom up or some, you know, but we have to let the district governors know. And we want them to work on an international project like we're talking about the Dupre project. It's it's only a small amount on this one, but they have, as I said, they have bigger projects. And then we, we, if they, if they, join up with us and tell us that we're going to work on that project. I have to demonstrate to Rotary International that we've got two or three international projects going per year.
0: So our listeners can be supportive of that in a financial sense by contacting you. That's it. Uh, What about giving us your, well first of all there's a website. What's the website that they can look at to be, uh, to be informed further on, on what uh, MS all is right. about? And what MS is doing uh, in in uh, the world?
1: Well, currently we're reworking our website to fit in with our new strategy, which um, Rotary International wants us to do. It's www.rotary-ragmsa, which is R A Rotary Action Group of Multiple Sclerosis Awareness. Ragmsa.org. Just give us that again, please. www.rotary. With Rag MSA stands for Rotary Action Group of MS
0: Awareness and what if they wanted to speak to you further? Would they contact yeah, you
1: personally? My personal email address is Torrens as my surname, T for Tom, A for Apple, U for Umbrella, R for Romeo, I for India, N for Norman, S number three at vegasvgas.com.au
0: right and they can talk to you to find out a little bit more about how listeners can help and importantly any rotary club that is listening or key people in rotary clubs that are listening can talk to you about how they can help uh, to fight uh, this uh, area of health that we really need to put a lot of money into and uh, as you say people living with ms live with this for years in a very painful sense.
1: And internationally, this is our aim with our new website. We've got country leaders in New Zealand, in, in uh, USA, London or in England um, that can be contacted and we can support. If someone in their district, in their area or club wants help Our aim is now to have country managers. We're building up an organisation, so it's not just Martin Torrens and Diana Torrens. We've got country leaders that can then direct you to the MSIF website. It doesn't matter which of the 51 countries that the MSIF's in, you can actually find the nearest MS society to your club.
0: This is good stuff. So you're galvanising as one component. You're galvanising people to be part of supporting uh, this uh, fight against MS. And uh, it was wonderful to hear how you started it at Gisborne, and it's now becoming international, uh, uh, and it's really growing in terms of the whole movement. So uh, you both should be very proud. Uh, Martin and Diana, I want to thank you very much indeed for joining me this evening on the Rotary Radio Show. Thank you for your contribution in another year of uh, putting Rotary, uh, as we say, service above self. You two are the exemplars of doing that. Uh, your work is uh, another fine example of what Rotary is doing in this year's motto, Be the Inspiration. All strength to you as you move ahead. I wish you every success in Hamburg uh, in terms of galvanising the globe in this fight uh, to Ease uh, uh, MS for those living with MS. Thank you for joining us tonight and more strength to the both of you.
1: Thank you, Ian, for this opportunity. Thank you, Ian. Thanks for the opportunity.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast. This podcast was produced and presented by Ian Salick of Rotary District 9800 in Victoria, Australia. More podcasts can be found on iTunes by typing into your browser... Rotary Radio Doing Good in Victoria, or alternatively by going to the Rotary District 9800 website at www.rotarydistrict9800.org.au and clicking on Rotary Radio.